year because for the first time in their very long and storied franchise history, they have punched their ticket for the playoffs. Oh, uh, very cool. Haven't they only been around for like two years, three years? And welcome to the Barely Coherent Podcast. I'm the Grizz, and your host, he is the original Bigfoot in that original grainy video. Surprise, it was not a costume. Snowy B, Daniel Borden. Uh, I'm actually no longer going by Snowy B. I am changing my name um, yeah, to the, the Rizza, so please acknowledge me as such. Thank you. Uh... <laughs> Uh, I hate it, but we'll do so. (laughs) (laughs) And he was one of Jay-Z's 99 problems, Sonny B, Billy Weisinger. You're damn right. And it wasn't for free. I don't come cheap, okay? I just want you to know that. (laughs) I don't know. I didn't know what to say. So, yeah. (laughs) You suggested that Jay Z paid you to be a problem. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, and uh, and I really think that that speaks to a deeper issue, which is you know that these rappers they just kind of they make up issues to They're sell disingenuous. records. They are, they are, and you know what? I think that's what today's podcast should be about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it's not. But before we get into the actual <laughs> subject of the podcast. Uh, how are you guys doing? Good. I, I wish we would stay on brand here. Like, wish, what are we doing? What are you doing? Trying to go off, off the beaten path here? We have a plan. We talked about it for like an hour prior to shooting this. <laughs> we took, we, within, within 30 seconds of the, of the podcast starting, you're immediately I'm taking sorry. us off course. It's my ADHD. My, uh, my, my, um, untreated ADHD and oh. my, um, neurodivergence, I think. The, the, the uh, self-diagnosis is a conversation we'll get into in another podcast. Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely. That's also what my therapist says. So, you know, it's like, <laughs> nice. it's not a big deal. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> so, uh, what have you been up to? Uh, I'm not calling you the Rizzo. That's stupid. <laughs> that's not, that's not what your mother named you. And that ain't what I'm going to call you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Let me change it back to Snowy B. Much, much, much like the WWE decided to go for a brand change, like right in the middle. Mm. Mm. We can call you the WWE if you want. No, right, I'm gonna I'm gonna change the spelling no. of, of my name though. <laughs> so it's Snowy with two B with two E's. Snowy B. How millennial of you? Yeah, it's more, more, gen, more Gen Z. <laughs> Trying to yeah, so, younger. Uh, so what so, have you been up to? What have you been yeah. up to? What's other than trying to? to find your true self with a new name? What have you been up to? Yeah, I'll think it over that later. Uh, I, I, uh, <laughs> so I'm trying to take this more seriously. So learning about podcasting is a journey unto itself. I realize that you know I knew going into it that there was like stuff I wouldn't know, but I feel like just every single time I learn something new, it's like I learn something. New something else that's more daunting that's like oh my god oh god okay so besides the actual upfront cost of like buying all the hardware and stuff it's like learning all the software which you fought yeah i did i did i definitely was like fuck i don't have some money on this you, he was, I, let's just <laughs> clear for our listeners he like refused to buy a microphone because <laughs> i i had one it wasn't a good one dude it was like was it didn't we like take the the connection out of the computer and it was like rusted there was like there was like corrosion was, on it yeah yeah it wasn't it, he was I, I know your exact words were i'm waiting for black friday and the black friday came and went and you still hadn't gotten oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah i forgot yeah. about that that's what that's exactly what happened and i still i actually think i bought a cheap mic um like the cheapest one that was like amazon recommended you know i was like oh okay i'll get this it was like a finite microphone and that's the one that corroded it corroded in like Oh months. really? And like, yeah, I, that was the one I got from Black Friday, and but it was oh, that was cheap. terrible. So you not only waited for a sale, but you then bought the cheapest microphone you could find. Well, on that sale, I'm gonna I'm gonna defend myself here a little bit. <laughs> okay, right? and, okay. And it's usually not in my character. I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll take that on. Yeah. I'll take that on the chin. But this time, that's I'm true. Defend, 
I'm defending myself because I'm going to tell you why. There's been okay. a lot, and I think you guys probably relate to this. There's okay. been a lot of things in life that you started or you thought you were going to get into, spent the money on like to get like the starter pack thing, and then you that fizzled within a month, two months, whatever. And then, then it sat there as like a, a, a trophy to the failed hobby that you're going to get into at some point in your life. I've done that many times. I don't know if you guys have. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I've, I'd I've like several... to circle back around to the ADHD conversation. <laughs> I have several guitars to speak to that. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen oh. you play guitar before. <laughs> See, they're good you know why? Because yeah. I don't know how. <laughs> hard it's a it's, it looks difficult i don't for the I record tried. we've been friends for what like, almost 13 years yeah yeah so... so if you could go back and not spend all that money on the expensive guitar stuff that i'm sure you bought would i'm sure you would right like, ah, why you know. i don't know i'd still I mean, buy it i was gonna say you'd yeah. probably still buy it you would you've not yeah. learned you've learned no lessons <laughs> <laughs> this is this is what growth is right this is this is this is why the women in our life get mad at us I don't have those. I don't have those either. So. <laughs> Again, this is coming back full circle to growth here, right? We need was to that a, moving. I don't. Was that a subtle jab, or well, I guess not so subtle. I don't know. I I forgot that. I don't honestly. Like, I just. <laughs> I mean, I saw you doing squats on your Instagram feed. And oh, that's like, true. Yeah, you and Jamie Grizz doing squats. It low. I was like, bro. Like, if I was a girl, bro. If I was a, if I was straight, I'd holler at you. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It was interesting because it was only the boys in my DMs after the video posted. Oh, oh, as how, it how good I looked. It's yeah. like uh it's like buying a motorcycle. Like every dude yeah. is like, I'm gonna buy a motorcycle and all the girls are gonna no one's gonna talk to you except for dudes who also ride motorcycles or dudes who are too scared to ride motorcycles mm -hmm. but wanna think want you to think that they're cool. That's it confirm. And also it was like when we took the dogs to the park that one day and the only people that came up and talked to us were other guys mm -hmm. at the dogs. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, because women are terrified of men, and they're afraid that if they come to pet your dog, you're going to kidnap them. I don't know. I mean, is it fair? Maybe. I think it's fair. <laughs> I think I, it's I, probably I, fair. I, I do understand where you're coming from, and that is a very valid defense, though, on your uh, purchase history for this podcast. It's Thank you. I appreciate it's, that. It's fair. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for not, sure. Not diving into the deep. Like I, I went with Will, actually, to buy this mic. So yeah, I had to drag him. Although we did learn something. Yeah. Yeah. So the, I got the Blue Yeti mic, which is like the most popular mic on the market. It's like a, mm -hmm. it's, not, it's not super expensive, but it's definitely been cut down in price because of how many have been produced. So it's like you get more bang for your buck, I think, for a not very expensive mic um, because of there how is. many exist on the market. So you're really getting the cost of like you know, uh, this is a Blue Yeti commercial. <laughs> oh yeah, we all have Blue Yetis. It's perfect. Yeah, and it's, yeah, it's it's a good mic. I think it's about it's well, super easy you know. to plug and play. So. Good on you, Blue Yeti. Please sponsor us. I would like to take a quick minute to slander, though, um, Best Buy, because... Oh, that's just fair. Please do. I don't know how they are in business. It we is went wild. into Best Buy. First wild. of all, no one asked us if we needed help. It was like three of us staring at the microphones for a minute. <laughs> like, knowing somebody would come up and ask us, no. But no they didn't. Came. And then, no uh, and then like, their stock was terrible. Like, it's awful. And I attribute it probably mostly to the fact that everyone buys everything online now, you know? Right. Right. But still, if you got a storefront open, you got to have shit in your storefront. That's all I'm saying. Their stock is great when you're like looking online to get it shipped to a store near you. But when you go to that <laughs> actual store, they got fucking nothing there. They have, they have nothing. They suck. I, it's, it's at the point where I'm like, why, why even have a storefront now? If I have to go drive to your store to get the thing that you ship to yourself, just ship it to me. What are we doing here? Cut out the whole. Oh, they gotta, they gotta charge you for that. That's called capitalism. Yeah. I don't know. Man. Dude, bring I think on, bring on the AI overlords. All right, I'm ready for it. Hey, I, I'm not with him. I do not. I do not want the AI overlords. Listen, mm. you can say that, but here's the thing: you know who's listening no. right now? No one's listening besides the AI overlords. So you're probably you, right. you're choosing the wrong, the wrong our, battle to fight here. Our friend in Belgium or uh, Germany, wherever she is. If she messages us, we she will is shout now. Her name. She is now in Tennessee. Well, shout out to you. Wait, what? What's your She's name? too close now. She's too yeah. close. She's getting closer. It is. Her name is Carly. Shout out to Carly. Shout out to Carly. Big ups, Carly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what about you, Billy? What have you been up to? Uh, yeah. If I could just say never move. Like, if you have the option, just don't move. Lead. Like, yeah, never leave moving. the place that you're in. I because... 
Well, no, we talked about this. Moving is great if you have money because then you could pay that company to go and take a picture of everything you own exactly how it is. Yeah, and then right, right, right. you leave for a couple of days. You go to your new house and it's all in there magically. When you yeah. have that type of money, You say magically? Yeah, yeah. There's no magic involved. It's just a bunch of dudes who sometimes don't speak great English and they are just putting boxes wherever the fuck they fit. That's a whole different type of money. That's like that's different than fuck you money. That's oh, a yeah. whole another brand of money. It's like oh, fuck yeah. me money, you know? It's fuck, it's fuck, <laughs> fuck, fuck, fuck me. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Okay, so, what about you? All right, we'll be on here. Who's who's next? Who's next with us? Who are we doing? What are we up to in life? Uh, I, as if anybody's wondering, some of the random noise that might be coming through, am yeah. on vacation at my uh, house in Washington uh, with my family. It's summer uh, home. Yeah, for all my, the ladies listening, <laughs> my summer home. Yeah. Uh, and if you, for those audio listeners, can't tell, I am very excited wearing all my Seattle Kraken gear because for the first time in their very long and storied franchise history, they have punched their ticket for the playoffs. Oh, uh, very cool! Haven't they only so, been around for like two years, three years? In their very long and storied history. Okay. Yeah, no, nice. that answers the question. Yeah. So it's, this is their second season. Okay. Are you are you able to uh, continue with your uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu training while you're on vacation? Uh, no. Okay. Nice. All right, uh, the only reason so, I'm continuing to lift is because the gym on base is free. Nice. Uh, so, so I just want to just want to put it out there. So let me get this straight. So you you lift, you squat, you yeah. know you know how to fight, so you can protect mm-hmm. yourself and maybe the people around you. Yes. You yes, have absolutely. multiple. You have multiple properties. You have mm-hmm. a you have a good paying job with benefits. Mm-hmm. Yes, I mean, I'm like I said, if I was straight, I'd be all over that. Hundred percent, hundred I mean, yeah. you're covered in tattoos. You ride a yeah. motorcycle. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. like really, Cycles. you hit all the wickets for mm-hmm. what men imagine women want. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. And I think I that's know. been my problem is I've been worried about what men think women want. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think we're gonna get into that probably yeah. today what do you think which really goes well into the theme of uh of the video so uh snowy why don't you go ahead and kick off uh sweet so this was today yeah, yeah, yeah. also can you move your mic away from your face like it's Trying. so close you're fine your sound is good your sound is, is good it? i swear is it? there that's perfect that's good that's perfect all right, that's all right. Perfect. so growing pains today's today we're gonna do something a little different we're gonna go ahead and uh, play some audio clips from you guys from a, from a video that's on YouTube. It was, was posted today by the company Jubilee. They they do a lot of stuff where they get people together and have different opinions and they basically debate it. I really like their it. videos. Um, so, yeah, so do I. They have some pretty interesting conversations. The reason why though we're doing we're doing this right now is because um, sometimes they have people on there who make good points, and the person who's refuting those points they don't do a really good job of refuting those points. And like, I wish I could like hop in and be like, oh, excuse me, no, shh, shh, we got this, right? And you could just go ahead and pop in there. So I want to basically have like a live reaction to this video. I haven't watched um, more than like a couple minutes of it just to get a gist of it. I mean, none of us have watched it. We're gonna be what could possibly go wrong? Yeah, we're only gonna talk about gender and you know, that's never, that's never a hot t- button topic. So we should be right. Yeah. All right. So uh, without further ado, without further ado, let's go uh, ahead and jump into it. Women should also be drafted into the military. Oh, let's do it. <laughs> if you're going to vote, you might as well be drafted, baby. That's it? Yeah. Uh, I, I believe rights come with responsibilities, and we are all responsible individuals. Granted, I'm glad we live in a society where we haven't had the draft since, like, I think, this Vietnam. Yeah. Yeah, Vietnam. Vietnam, I think yeah, Vietnam. I, I do think that maybe, like, we should relook at the draft and as other options, not just military service. So I, I was in the active duty military, and I was also in the National Guard, and I've, I've fought wildfires, and, like, uh, I've done crowd control. I've done a lot of other things. If you want the same rights, you have to have the same responsibilities. And I think that's just universal based on what you can do and your abilities. This was a very difficult one for me to parse through because I, I remember when I was getting my birth certificate changed and it was like, all right, time to <laughs> register for selective oh, service. Yeah. And I was like, 
oh God, I have to make this decision now um, to, to register. You and don't have a choice. I know, I don't. So I was like, all right, cool. Um, like I will go through with finishing all this, all this legal stuff up and, and register. And I think like you said, there's lots of other responsibilities that men and women of different abilities and different, different strengths um, could fulfill uh, within selective service if we needed it. Drafted, correct me if I'm wrong, would be going into war, would be physically going and doing Not the actual combat. A lot of the draftees in Vietnam didn't go see combat. They did supportive roles. Okay. It's selective service, so you register to right. be potentially needed to call for multiple different responsibilities. Right. But some of them are going. Right. Yeah. right. Some, so, some of them, there was some so bad cases. The actually. part that I would disagree with would be putting women on the front lines. We are physically capable to do a lot. You know, there's different boundaries for women who go into the military who have to do boot camp than there are for men. We can work women as hard as they can, but they're not going to work as hard as men are. I actually got accepted into the Air Force, which would have been like very nice because I would have had a little desk job. But unfortunately, I was waiting for a job, so I went into Army. So I went through boot camp, and it was hell, and it really messed my back up even more than it already was. Our rationale skills and our logical thinking is not conducive to be able to be on the front grounds, to be able to make, oh my gosh, if I step here, this is gonna blow up, can I, like, we, we just think too emotionally. And that's why when we talked about leadership, I, it's the same thing. Being in those positions where like split second decision could make or break, I don't think women have it in them to do that. And I don't think it's fair to men to be, I wouldn't, if I was a man, I wouldn't wanna be next to a woman and wanna be carried out if I needed to be, if my life was depending on it. I think it seems like a lot of the same discussions keep happening with these prompts, which is a back and forth of how much is it nature, how much is it nurture, how much are there like intrinsic biological differences between men and women, and how much does that dictate um, our behavior and our physiology, our biology, versus how much of that is through social learning. So how much are, it's, it's our culture in terms of, Societal let's say like, programming on a scale of one to 10, how, how high is your sex drive? Very high. I'm a sex I'm, coach. I'm not asking you, oh, you I personally. Oh, I thought you were. I'm like, I'm a sex coach. <laughs> so, so, I wasn't sorry. asking you. Sorry. If you ask everyone that, yeah. um, you'll see, on average, differences between men and women. And because of that, I don't think we should dictate whether or not someone is drafted into the military. Because ultimately, I think individuals should have the freedom to make certain choices. It's a draft, though. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. And yes. They can go in if they want. It's, it's a draft. The military. And, and what you're saying, you don't think people should be treated differently because there can exactly. be metrics it's, it's that fall outside of the data. Of course, yeah. So there is differential treatment. But I would say that it's completely reasonable to do that because not only are we focusing on the differential treatment, but we're focusing on outcome. So yeah. if I'm expecting mm -hmm. somebody to go into combat, which is yeah. the reason I didn't walk forward, you should also expect that person on an individual basis to be able to meet the exact same standard as every other man that they are going Which to be fighting with. So the now, military has made a change on that, by the way. Yes, they, they have a have. new individual test that's based on what jobs you're going to do. If you're doing more combat sure. roles, yes, you have to be stronger and tougher, and there are women meeting those standards. That's yes, why yes. things I are agree. changing, and like I said, I'm not for the draft at all, really. I think it's Agreed. a really bad thing, but yeah. if it was to happen, like it should be across all boards, everybody gets treated equal. If I could choose the possibility of women being drafted or not, I would choose that they're not. Well, I don't want my anyone. daughter to be drafted. I think if you draft, at least account for the differences, please. All right. Uh, so what are your guys' thoughts on that segment right. about uh, women being drafted? Who wants to go first? You so buddy. that way everyone can go get like yeah. their... I'll, I'll go last if you guys, that's cool. Well, so I, I kind of, I, um, it's an interesting conversation. Uh, I wish it had been a little more in depth, mm -hmm. I guess. Um, and it sounds like only one person, maybe two, has any like uh, experience with the military. <clears throat> the uh, the guy who's wearing like the alpha whatever shirt said that he served and he was active duty and National Guard. Uh, and then the, the orange dress chick, um, she said that she hurt her back in boot camp. So uh, first of all, first off, this is always an interesting conversation because like so many people talk about what the military is or isn't. And I would say like 90% of them have no idea because they've never been in. They're getting secondhand accounts of, of everything or something they read or, or watched. So 
for people to talk about what people can and can't do in the military who have never been in the military is always to me a, a strange conversation. Um, yeah, so it's never what you think. It really just for, it for the record for anybody who has never been in the military. The first thing that I learned when I joined the Navy was how to clean. I learned how to use a, a, a floor waxer and uh, how to make my bed. You know, like that's imagine, imagine working for a corporation where your boss has a high school degree and an inferiority complex. That's yeah, that's 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 a lot, that's, that's that's a a lot, lot of the military. Of, <laughs> that's a lot of that is a lot of the military. Yeah. Um yeah. and so with that said, um they kind of talked about uh they talked about a, a myriad of different things and mm-hmm. um one of them one of them brought up the point of uh of like choosing and it sounds like actually one of what was her point exactly can you reiterate that point the choosing point i kind of forget what you said the it point was kind of, he said people should like are able to choose what they go into yeah but, uh, but well, that's so so yeah i don't think that the, the that everyone guy, fully understood understands what the draft is so right. that's so kind of like it was convoluted the conversation with all of them they yeah. didn't seem like they hadn't it's almost like they, they don't really know unprepared for that conversation they don't fucking and, know and you know what i think the only person who actually had a comment that i really agreed with was the guy on the far not sitting on the far left but right next to him and he said like i wouldn't want my daughter to get drafted yeah i think you can make that comment about any child right like you sure. never want your child to get drafted but i think yeah. when you imagine your daughter going to war i mean anyone's daughter can you imagine that like them shooting bullets somebody can bullet shot at them it's any parent's worst nightmare i mean i think that that comment could be made about uh a, a young young man or a young woman right like oh for sure for sure you know yeah. i i get your point and i but think a one, lot of a, a lot of people are are much more protective of their daughters for yeah. sure um i i do i do want to add some a little nuance there i do think that men natch naturally predominantly more so than much more so than women gravitate towards um combat and combat related um I'm not saying roles it's like the place that exists in your mind when you're thinking about what the military is like, I think men have a, a more um, positive view of combat than women do. I, that's what I'm trying to say. So that we know just naturally that if you send a man into war, there's the odds are he's not going to be as scared fucking shitless as a woman who's only thought about it in a negative light as opposed to a dude who's like, I can't wait to go kill somebody, whether that's a good feeling or not. I think that's a, I think that's a common misconception, which is why there are you know, what is? Oh, morbidly the 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 idea that men in their mind are gravitate and are more capable uh, in combat roles because they because they think about it in a more positive way or a way to. Um, you think that's a common misconception? I I think so because if it if it weren't, there would be tons of guys who go to combat who have only ever thought about combat who who never break when when things get tough. There would be you know there wouldn't be that's guys not, that. That's not. No, Unless no. I'm misunderstanding. No, no, no. When I no, no. I, it's one thing to experience real war and then to absolutely be like, "Oh my God, I just saw my buddy die," and this this um, fantastical idea I had about her- heroism mm-hmm. and and being the guy who saves the day is not at all like that. I, I'm not saying right. about the reality of war. I think reality of war is far different than the than the place that exists in our mind. I'm saying right. that place that exists in the mind of young boys playing out it's- war. Is, oh. what is different than what women view oh, yeah. war okay, from, sorry, from, yeah. day, from day one, from like the time I, you're a child. The argument could be that's just, uh, it could uh, be attributed more to like societal norms than anything else. That's, that's, what, sure. we've been, that's, yeah. that's what we've been conditioned to, right? I mean, then how come, I mean, okay. Well, because there are societies more, where women were, you know, the primary. But that's that's the exception, not the rule, right? If you back, go back over the history of all, of all humanity, war has been a staple of it. Pretty much yeah. universally, universally, and men are the sure. ones who have fought it. So I mean, and you, and you I mean, no, I, like, okay, I, there's, I agree that's with a you. Bi- that's a byproduct of the society at large. But I mean, that seems more like that can't just be a consistent point. Like, oh, that's society doing that when it's consistently men who are the ones who are glorifying war. Whether it's doing it like kind of people talked about the military in this video, they were like, oh, I don't, I have a misconception of the military. I think every nobody who's been to war. Can has a good conception of the war until they've actually gone to it. But I do think that a bunch more men versus women will look at the a going into combat positively prior to combat. 
And for that reason, men are more like pumped to go do it, to join their buddies, to go out there and make a name for themselves, to be, be the hero, to be the guy in Saving Private Ryan who does saving, not, you know, all that, right? That's, that's I think, why we have less of a aversion to sending our sons, who we don't love any less than, than our daughters, because we know at some level, like, yeah, they might enjoy it. So, okay. Um, but does that mean that we shouldn't send women? For the draft in a potential yeah. combat roles, I'll let you guys answer. Uh, I think I think so. Yeah, that's part so of the topics. So I got uh, some points I want to make um, for like both sides, but I I think if we're going to do a draft, right, and if we are already letting women join combat roles, they should be potentially open for the draft, right? Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, and my argument for people that say that women shouldn't be in combat roles and stuff like that, a lot of the arguments that you hear for like oh, women shouldn't be in combat roles because how are they going to drag a 250-pan man full of gear, you know, out of harm's way after he's been shot? Um, well, I don't know if most people have seen a lot of Marines, but they aren't hulking mounds of muscle. Most of them do a bunch of cardio, and most of them can't pull a 250-pound man full of gear out of harm's way, right? Um, the other point I have is about women's efficacy in war is who was the, like, most deadly sniper during world war ii it was a female yeah, it was a female russian sniper i mean that, that's definitely possible but i also think that the russians have a a lot of uh no that bias is, no that's I mean, that's something that's, that's that is um, a very well accepted fact among historians i thought i mean the, you said you don't like it but that's i thought the most popular sniper was so, so the White Death is a was he like Norwegian, and he was a dude. And his name was he had, he had a cool name. Yeah, he used a. I remember him using like a the no scope. But he, the the whole point is like the Russians had female snipers who were effective. Oh yeah, yeah. Um. So you know, there's there's dudes that are smaller than some of the women that were saying can't handle, you know, the, the physical rigors of, of combat that we let do combat roles. There's nothing in our screening for jobs for the military that says this dude's too small to hand, uh, you know, M42 and put him on the front lines. Right now, comparing size to size, right. Men tend to be stronger in those roles. I'm not denying that. Right. Musculature, skeletal strengths, stuff like that. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't really prescribe to the argument that, like, you know, women can't fill those combat roles. And even like they were mentioning in the draft, not all draftees went to combat, right? We saw that a lot in World War II, where draftees were assigned to support roles a lot of the time. Um, um sorry to interrupt you. So yeah. the most prolific sniper, uh, the world's deadliest sniper, the person um, considered that is Simo Haya. Ohio, yeah, yeah, and he is uh Finnish, Finnish, that's what it was. And yeah. he had uh, he has 505 confirmed kills, yeah, that guy's amazing. Uh, 505 kills, it, by the way, yep. it isn't, it isn't, it isn't um detract from the fact that Russians had competent snipers. You just said it's just something very specific. That it just happened to know wasn't true, but it isn't. Yeah, no, just, yeah, no. I said something though that right. was not true, which and, is why there's three of us here. No, yeah. and, and again, I, I wouldn't. I want to point that out there. Like, I'm sure that there are plenty of of phenomenal snipers um, throughout all of history. I mean, whether it was sniping with a bow and arrow or with a, a bolt action or so on and so forth. I don't think it, women can't shoot by any means. Right. Not my point. Um. So I guess let's before we before we go any further. Uh, so Grizz has said that he believes that women should be eligible for draft for the draft, right? Is that is that what you're saying? Yes. Uh the only argument that I kind of um there's kind of that Hold I on. before you go into that, Snowy, what do do you believe yes or no or for or against Ken. women being drafted, being eligible for the draft? Uh, I will. I will answer that. Let me. If you guys give me one second, I want to go over just a few things before I say yes or no to that, and so you understand. It's not going to take too long. Well, 
Okay. So, so hold on. Well, I just wanted to get your answer so that we could continue with the conversation, knowing where everyone stands. Okay. Because... Well, uh, okay. That's fair. Um, so the nuance of that question though, is basically is that I don't think we, I think we should draft um, women to do supportive roles. I don't think we should draft them for combat role because um, it, on the whole, I think that the vast majority of men are more uh, violent and more physically capable than women are. Not that there aren't women that can kick the shit out of men or could shit out of any of us. That's absolutely true. Um, it's just that if you were to go ahead and take a giant pool of 10,000 uh, 20-year-old women and 10,000 20-year-old men, the men are going to be um, significantly stronger and also more prone to commit violence. So for that reason, I would say don't draft women. You could give them the option. I'm not saying you can't say no to You could say no to them. So then don't, no. Don't force them into it. Yeah. Well, no. The answer I think, is no. No, because I think, no, no, because, right, the was a question like, should women be drafted for combat or should women be drafted? Because I think like 80% okay, of so people in the military serve, serve in supportive roles. So I think okay. we do, we, we need those people though. So I do think we should, women should be eligible for the draft, but not for combat roles. Okay. Thank you. Okay. What was the point that you were going to make, Chris? Um, and this could be debated because I'm sure most of it's propaganda, but we look back at like the draft during World War II, right? Um, and a lot of the big thing that was pushed out was like, who's keeping the the country running back home? Mm-hmm. You know, it was women taking the factory jobs and stuff like that. Um, so that's kind of the only argument I've ever listened to for like that women shouldn't be drafted is who's going to, if the war is overseas, who's going to keep the country running back home? Well, well and so uh, the draft. a counter to that, yeah, though, yeah. is um, uh, the same thing that happened if you were the only male uh, in in your family, right? You were you were not drafted or you, you had the option to opt out of the draft because uh, if you're the only one to carry on your family's name, then we did we did not send you to Vietnam. Right. So yeah. in that sense. The country, I don't think the government, if they were to do a draft, would say we're taking, you know, both able-bodied parents from this kid and uh, wish him the best of luck with maybe his grandparents or, you know, his aunts that are too old to to be drafted. So I think there would have there there would have to be stipulations to a draft if both men and women are eligible for a draft that would ensure that you're not taking every single able-bodied individual from a country that still has to run despite the fact yeah. that you're at war. And arguably, yeah, arguably for drafting, I just wanted to throw that out there as like mm-hmm. a topic, no, I but arguably uh, by drafting both sexes, you would hopefully end up draft, like you would draft the same amount of people, but it would right. be more of a 50-50 split. Right, right, you, right. Want, you want to draft all the men to fill all the drafts. Let's be like, all right, now let's start pulling on women too. <laughs> yeah. uh, right, yeah. I agree. Uh, yeah, are you, okay. And this isn't like because I hate the argument of like women want equal rights; they should have to be drafted because it's uh, it's usually like to push down an argument. But I I do think we should open up the draft for women. I go a little bit different when it comes to military service, but well, um, in general, I, I think I, yeah, we should open up the draft. I think military service should be more. Uh, compulsory i, I want to I, I agree with you i, I want to briefly talk about that the lady in the dress she mentioned um decision making because women are too emotional would you guys think about that i think that's a stupid argument i i think it's a stupid argument and i think that and it's easy to fall into this when you're just having you know what i think are probably just average people that they find to talk about these uh mm-hmm. subjects um a lot of her arguments for the little that we got to see of them were very anecdotal right Agreed. She, you know, women are too emotional to make these decisions. Well, maybe you're too emotional to make the decisions that need to be made. Which is likely true for her, right? She's like, yeah. myself, I could yeah. handle it. That's yeah. what she's yeah. saying. I've, I've worked with plenty of dudes who were far more emotional. Super than emotional dudes. Yeah. Super emotional. Uh, but that doesn't um, mean that there aren't women a super emotional also... women that can't do it. Yeah. 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 Um, but it's just, it's a very anecdotal argument. And then she had the other argument where, you know, well, I wanted to join the Air Force because I knew it was going to work behind a desk. Uh, that's not fucking true. Uh, there's a lot of Air Force that don't just work behind us. That's not Also, you the don't know is, what you're that, going to that, do. That is a perception. That no, is a perception. I yeah. mean, the, the, the Chair Force got the name, I mean, for a yeah. reason. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying well, to get them on that one. Like, I mean, I'm just saying. I, I so, was in the Air Force. I don't know what I'm saying. I can yeah. tell you that I talked to an Air Force recruiter, and afterwards I found out that uh, um, 
the, the common misconception or the common idea that recruiters lie to people, uh, I think for the Air Force seems to be the most true because apparently you do not get to choose your orders or you don't get to choose uh, your billet unless or your job unless it's a very specific job that you were brought into. So like if you had a college degree and you or you, if you were if you were uh, starting a job that required like very specific training, then yes, that quota, you will meet that quota. But for the most part, when people go into an Air Force recruiter's office and they say, I want to join the Air Force and I want to do, you know, I want to, I want to be on AC-130s or I, I want to be, uh, you know, I want to be what, you know, a fuel truck driver. Mm-hmm. Um, the, you, the, the recruiter says, okay, great. Yeah, we'll definitely do that for you. And he signs you up and you leave and you go to boot camp. And then at the end of boot camp, they tell you where you're going. <laughs> so... Yeah. Nice. Um, but the point I want to make on that whole conversation was she said, well, then I went to the army and boot camp was brutal and hard, which sure. I believe that. Right. I haven't mm-hmm. been through uh, army boot camp, but I'm heard it. I, heard I, it I, soft, know, bro. I know enough. I know enough people Ain't that have done like it. Know that was harder than the navies. <laughs> uh, she said, you know, it's tough as brutal. I hurt my back because I wasn't physically capable. Yeah. You, you weren't physic- you physically, were capable. physically capable. You hurt your back. You weren't physically capable. That has nothing to do. Well, with... that just reiterates the point. That's that what I'm saying. Said. A lot of her arguments. Yeah, seemed anecdotal. Uh, anec- yeah, anecdotal. Um, you know, as uh, I do agree, though, that uh, women should be drafted, but uh, more unless they specifically want it uh, to be in like a combat role, which at that point they probably would have enlisted instead of getting drafted. Um, maybe, you know, because then it allows you to like more allocate people around to like more uh, supplier support related positions. Okay, let me ask you another question. Do you think that women are more empathetic? And if so, would that make them worse at killing somebody, which is part of the you know, unfortunate it's, byproduct of being in war? It's it's hard to say, man. Um, yeah. I, I don't like always expressing an opinion on something that I don't know a lot about, but do I think okay. women are more empathetic? Probably, um, but is are they so much more empathetic that in a battle in like warfare type environment where they are getting shot at and somebody's trying to kill them would they be able to pull the trigger in response i 100 percent believe that they would i don't think that they if they are more empathetic than preservation men, that they are so much more empathetic than men that they wouldn't be able to do the job that they're out there to do yeah i mean at some point self-preservation overrides your empathy for whatever empathy that you may or may not have for uh, other living beings, I guess. But uh, I don't know. I guess, well, can I share, uh, obviously, very anecdotal um, and and at that, a secondhand story. Um, uh, when I went to Sear, I did Sear with, uh, with recon, some recon Marines were in my class. And um, you guys know what recon Marines are, but uh, for anybody else who doesn't know, recon Marines are like, they're like, they're like what, what Marines wish they were, right? Like, they're the special forces of of Marines. And uh, the staff sergeant that I talked to, uh, we spent a lot of time together talking and he and we were chatting about um, women serving. And he said, um, he said, he's not sure. He doesn't really know what the right answer is. But he told me that one of the most impressive things that he had ever seen was in Afghanistan and his fire team and another fire team were pinned down from a bunker uh, that was uh, in the middle of two trenches. And with them was an Air Force Security Forces uh, dog handler. And it was a woman, young woman, he said in her mid-20s. And he said that uh, she, he watched her um, clear a trench with uh, an M4 and her dog. Uh, and she killed like nine people. And obviously that is a story from someone else. And I didn't see this happen. And sure, he has every reason to lie about this, right? But for all intents and purposes, what is the point of lying to me about some woman that I've never met before in a story that does nothing it does nothing for him, right? Like it, it doesn't make him seem cooler. It doesn't make him sound more badass. 
And so I just always found that fascinating that the conversation has always had about whether or not women are capable of doing things like killing people or fighting in war. And here this recon Marine who is, I mean, probably one of the deadliest people in the room currently. And he watched this Air Force uh, dog handler, Claire Trench of uh, Taliban in Afghanistan. So I don't know. I think it's just, it's it's an interesting conversation. I think women are very capable of a lot of things. I don't think all women are capable of everything, just like I don't think all men are capable of everything. Um, So I guess for me personally, do I think that women should be drafted? I think if you want to talk about equality, then yes. Um, Women should be registered for, for the draft. And if that takes the form of women, women taking on more support roles, unless they otherwise indicate that, then sure, absolutely. But I feel like anybody should, if they want to take on a combat role or they think that they're capable of taking on a combat role, I think that they should be allowed to to, to, to follow that path, take that option. So that's just my thought on that. I agree with that sentiment. Yeah, I mean, I think we had the same point. I think, yeah, I yeah. Think allowing yeah. allowing people to um, choose it if they if they believe they can, then yeah, yeah that's great. So 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 drafting, but allowing people to if they they want to take on com- women if they want to take on combat roles. I think they have to yeah. go to the same rigors as, as everyone else to 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 secure that position. To to play devil's advocate here, though, doesn't that speak okay. that men and women are we are we just acknowledging the fact that men and women are not in fact equal? Because men don't have I, the choice. Men can't think, say, I'm not going to comment. I, I think when we're talking, one of the conversations that, or one of the facts that we have to accept when talking about like a draft or something like that is regardless of the facts that are laid out in front of us, right? Like if we're being honest with ourselves and let's say they, they've done, you know, decades of studies, right? And they will show that when it comes to combat roles, that men and women are equal across the board, right? Let's say that's what those facts said, Okay as far as society is concerned and probably i know as far as myself concerned there's still a part of me that kind of is hesitant to say well yeah then put women in combat right even if we had those facts laid out in front of us so when we have that conversation and maybe that's just me but if i personally think that a lot of it is that we have to understand is a societal view if we are doing a draft which will already be unpopular right mm-hmm. and we are including women in that draft uh, and we are sending women straight to combat, regardless of whether or not they have the efficacy to partake in combat, which I think they do, there would be a huge pushback, far more pushback against that than if it was more selective for women to do that. You know, because that's something we talked about at the beginning of this, the thought of your daughter, you know, going to war uh, gives people a lot more pause than their sons, right? Um, and as much as we're doing a draft as like a, you know, this is something that we absolutely have to do because we don't have enough troops. There's still the thought of public support behind that. You make I think a, that's, I, make a lot I think of that's really the points. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's where the thought of like, if we were to draft women, allowing there to be more of that, like, you're not necessarily 100% going to combat. That's going to be more of like, we either we absolutely need you to because you ran out of men or uh, it's more of an elective thing. Um, I, I do think though that you, okay, so you made some really good points and I don't want to just focus on this one thing to, to negate anything else you said. That's not the ten, intent of what I'm about to say. Okay. The point you made about, or you, you didn't make a point, you, the, the comment you made about, well, I think women would be, have the efficacy to, to perform in combat. Um, I think that requires some more explanation because I'm asking, I, I want to ask you is if you took, um, just a hundred random women of the same relative same age group that were drafted, and uh, you put them against for whatever reason we're the military we're fighting. Um, they don't believe in that. They all have men. Do you think that if all things were equal, the only difference being their side had all men and this side had all women, they would perform equally? Uh, personally. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, no, I don't think they would. But is the conversation that they have to perform equally to men because not all men perform equally to each other? No, but whenever you so whenever yeah. you have a, enough enough body, so you have, so let's do let's do ten thousand women, right? Maybe not a hundred because yeah. there's enough. There's not enough variation there. But whenever you have ten thousand, you get outliers, right? And and so, so I the, I guess my my question for you uh, mm-hmm. to kind of clear up the point I was trying to make mm-hmm. is what is for you the the barrier or the like what's the barrier for you for women entering for drafting women for combat is it whether or not they are capable of doing combat or is it whether or not they are capable of doing it equal to men in combat uh okay so if you were to so i actually think that the the gender conversation is too hyper focused as opposed to the physical the physical ability conversation the reason why we use men and women because of, of the uh the exception or the rule right so the rule is that men are typically stronger and faster not always the case there's a lot of men who are very small they're uh they're very effeminate and i mean that like in a in the in the sense of like uh being violent or uh brutal or aggressive um some of them don't it's just physically can't and have zero desire to engage physically with another man or, or woman um in a in a violent way um, while there are women out there who are very violent, whether it's in their own personal households, whether against their own you know, other women, um, who I'm sure would perform better than uh, other men that are um, anti-violence. So I, I don't think that um, there aren't plenty of women out there who would beat the shit out of a man or, or kill a bunch of men. That's not, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that if you took 10,000 people, and unless our country's li- like the very livelihood or the very existence of this country was at stake, then I don't think we should throw everybody into the meat grinder. I think we should throw people into the meat grinder that we knew had a higher chance than the people that that we had to choose from to survive that battle. And I think that a draft, if you had to do one, which some in the past we've obviously had to do one, um, or they felt we had to do one, um, when you're saying, okay, cool, what if we're going to put some limiters, just a few limiters, which ones should they be? The very first one is, well, what's the most um, broad stroke of the pen we can make so that's why you go okay well let's eliminate women because the majority of women are not as strong as men the vast majority are actually not as strong as men uh to a, a large amount they're not as fast as men they can't do as much as men can do which means that if they show up to battle and they're more exhausted because of the stuff they had to carry weighed more on them um that's going to affect their their fighting ability okay so let me ask you a question then um mm-hmm. and this is just like a clarification thing Sure. So we are, we keep talking about um, men are not as fast as women, as not as strong as women, and um, we've, well, we've established, so. yeah, right, right. So we've established that, um, we've established that. Is there a requirement that says, so there's a standard set, right? Like you have to do this many push-ups, you have to do this many pull-ups, you have to be able to run, uh, you know, three miles in this amount of time. Mm-hmm. And so I guess the determinant for that is that, someone somewhere along the line decided that was what that was the minimum that needed to be met for uh someone to be effective right right agreed so my question is is it possible that that standard is not necessarily incorrect or not necessarily correct or that metric is not necessarily the most appropriate metric or Mm -hmm. is is have we is that is that bar set and that's it, it cannot go anywhere right like you, you like you sorry go ahead you, you can never answer that question because they had to basically they said hey we need to come up with a standard right you, knowing the exact perfect number is almost impossible right they said hey we got to come up with the closest we think would be a good standard based upon all of the available information we have but mm-hmm. of course it's not going to be perfect because everybody's different we're built differently there's different circumstances right. so my- but they had to come up with a standard and women can't meet the physical standards of men, so they can't with the female standard. They can't do the same amount of push-ups, can't do the same amount of pull-ups. They can't run as fast, so they have different levels already built in based upon the stuff. And nobody's arguing that women... So does that mean that they're less capable of doing what is necessary to be effective in war? Versus a man? Is that what you're asking? Like a man Not versus, versus a man. No, no, no. I mean, like... Well, that's what we're talking about, though, because if you have a man but, no, I fighting understand what you're with saying. everything being equal, right? Like, hey, you got to hike But everything is never equal. No, no, no. I'm, yeah, right. well, this is a thought my, process. This is a my process. Point, I'm saying is you I can't, understand what you're saying. Well, my point is that, but it's important uh, to make everything equal, though. You have to, to, otherwise, you could say, well, they have better, they have better equipment, or like they're better hydrated, they're better, they're better, whatever. But if you said, okay, well, remove all that, 
remove all the externalities and just focus purely on can you know if you have somebody you have to get from point A to point B and you have to engage in a battle, right? Like and he said, hey, and, and the broadest stroke of a pen, can we eliminate people being being hurt, being killed as much as possible by simply making a very um, scientific observation and saying, yeah, they won't perform at the same level in general. So let's just get away with it unless we have to, because our very nation's um, ability to exist is threatened. Okay. No, I mean, it makes sense. I'm just asking the question to clarify what... Sure. Uh... So it's clear what women, the metric is. Women can kill very well. I have no doubt about that. There's if you took a oh, yeah. hundred women, I mean, by the like, way, there's a hundred men. I'm saying is that they might lose that battle, but there'll be a ton of dead men on the other side too. But that's not right. what I'm. That's not the argument I'm making. Because like the, there are minimize, forces that are yeah. majority, but majority women. I mean, like I, like the yeah. Kurds. The Kurds fought, you know, ISIS for years, right? right? And and they have, I don't, I don't remember what the what the percentage is, but there, there's a massive amount of women that serve in the Kurdish, Kurdish military forces in combat roles. And, and, and guns obviously make this such a, uh, an equal, an equal um, like, right. You know, yeah. We're not fighting anymore. We're not, yeah. we're not yeah. punching people. Well, with this. So yeah. our, our strength isn't as important as it used to be. So there is, it is minimized greatly. So I want to put that out there. Like, this isn't the most important thing is that so a man's stronger, faster. It's just know. the metric that we use now because like most things we don't know we don't right. we have no new metric right i mean yeah. there there could be something out there there's there is probably something out there but as of right now this is what we have and so this is what we use and you may not agree with it and that's fine but uh but i mean that's what it is right like agreed so a, a point on the kurds right and that's something that danny did allude to to is so many women fight on the kurdish forces because that's what they have Right, it's, it's necessary. Right, right. Um, and I, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think a, the best way to kind of like sum up this discussion uh, for people that are listening is, you know, the conversations about the draft, right? We're drafting people because yeah, we, we kind of got away people. from what we um, were talking about. Yeah, and whether or not in that draft it should be a fifty-fifty split on who's going to combat, or if we should select one segment over the other. And on that, I do agree with Danny that if we have to choose, right? Snowy. And I, sorry, yeah, with Snowy, uh, if we have to choose, I do think it would be the right call. Say, if we're drafting both sexes, that men are most likely going to be the ones selected for the combat roles. Sure. Right. Sure. Um, and I think that's fair. That is a entirely different conversation from um, can from sorry. can and should women be able to be in combat roles in sure. general and i think in general we are of agreement that if you know women meet the standards and there are definitely women out there who do they 100 percent should be allowed to fight in a combat role if that's what they want to do right uh that is different than the country coming and calling your number and saying whether or not you want to mm -hmm. you are going to this war in some capacity right and, and, and who is and going you're to gonna, put you're going to hold a gun gonna be, yeah, and hold again, and who's going to be prioritized to be put on the front lines? So I want to clarify that for anybody that's listening, that it's, you know, that that's what it's about. Um, Can I ask not... you guys a, a, a hypothetical? Yeah. I love hypotheticals. If women, if the roles were reversed, and right now for some, just because, just, you know, women said, hey, we are the ones going to go fight. And that's the norm right now. And the conversation was, should we allow men to go and fight? Because of all the things we just stated, for all the reasons, like, hey, they're stronger, they're passionate, blah, blah, blah. But currently, women have been the ones serving the military. They, they're the ones who control it. They're the brass. Like the, the, the majority of the military is women. Would you be for allowing our gender to join the draft? Because right now, currently, this is hypothetical. We're not part of it, right? We don't that's have to a, go to war. I mean, that's a hard one because, like, of course, right now, I mean, I would say yes, just because I believe that. I mean, in, in, you're in the conversation, man. yeah, you're well. In any, we talk about equality, right? And maybe it's more equity than equality, right? Um, the reverse of that. But um, if we're drafting people, right? I, this is how I see it, right? If we're drafting people, if we're saying, I, if my country is saying, I need people to go to war, regardless of why we're at war, because obviously that, that plays into it, right? Conscious objectors are people that exist, right? They are people that are 
excluded from combat roles because they don't believe that that, that they're that it's philosophy wise that they, they don't agree with it and they can prove that but if my country is saying i need people to go to war we need bodies you know like so and so they're they're pushing the lines we got no one we need people then yes i think that every available person uh should be drafted okay um and that's not a matter that's not me saying i love america that's not me saying uh i want to go and hurt people like that's not the point is is if my country is saying uh, we need you for protection we need you to help protect the homeland um then 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 yes then draft draft away so for me personally both both people both or <clears throat> everyone should be included in the draft and now there are obviously stipulations to that and uh different um circumstances but for the most part yeah and there are countries that that have a mandatory draft yeah well that's, that's what i was going to say about military sort of being more compulsory there's you know you got uh israel uh north korea and i believe finland might be one of them i could be wrong about finland i think uh, it is have, one of the scandinavian countries yeah has a compulsory uh service yeah um but they also spend a lot less time uh in combat roles. i think if we were ever going to do a compulsory service thing it would should be more like the um national guard type stuff than uh you know you're getting deployed to the middle east and stuff yeah uh personally all right uh so uh moving on um we'll just make an edit here do we want to move to the next uh video segment or do you want to wrap up the episode i think i think we'll probably wrap it it got really and this is what i was worried about you know when you presented it i was that's what i was concerned about is it being a long conversation the plus side is if none of us see either creed or the other uh uh john wick uh-huh. We still have that other segment of the video that we can well, yeah. do for another episode. We can do that for another episode. So here, uh, let's let's wrap this up, and then we can we can okay. And coming back in now. Uh, yeah. So I I think that's a good way to to summarize it all. Uh, I think we we pretty much beat up our opinion on this topic. <laughs> uh, I I do like that video. Um, you know, it's it's hard to bring in quote unquote experts on every subject. So I think yeah. kind of bringing in a lot of people that don't have uh, military experience or you know just their general. I think it's a good reflection of the general public's opinion on that uh, particular mm-hmm. subject. How about how about this? I think that the only reason that I would not want uh, my daughter, my wife, uh, my sister, aunts, whatever, to serve in the military is um just because of the culture um in the in the military today and uh the mistreatment of women that we see on a daily basis and with all three of us being in the navy or having been in the navy um we all know someone who's been affected by uh mistreatment of any kind uh, i'm talking discrimination uh harassment uh all the way up to sexual assault right like that would be that would be the big thing for me um, as a person saying women in the military or women being drafted, uh, being put in this situation, which I think is a whole nother conversation unto itself uh, about oftentimes how women are mistreated in the in the military. So, yeah. Uh, and to bring up that uh that female sniper which was known as i think lady death uh, she had 300 confirmed kills so quite a bit shy of uh oh, yeah 300 uh confirmed more kills than that all of us put the guy oh yeah together yeah. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. For her. yeah 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 definitely yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. so she's a badass I'm I, killed a, yeah. I killed a turtle I, once on accident yeah. oh, i had to uh, suck i had yeah. to i had to i had to look that up so you know fair is That's fair okay. is fair and uh thanks for calling me on my hyperbole because i hate hyperbole and uh yeah but that's the point right we looked is it, it now we got no, the answer here's here's the real debate we have to solve this right here once and for all okay is it hyperbole or hyperbole 
it's hyperbole, but I was just going to let him move on. Uh, yeah. uh, maybe he's British. I don't know. Do the British say hyperbole? Is it, is it like <laughs> aluminium? Uh, no. The English language. Also, aluminium was how he first pronounced it, and then he changed it to aluminum. Who's he? Who's the guy who, who discovered it and named, and named it. Right? <laughs> his last name. It's, uh, like, it's, it's like, like soccer. The reason we call it soccer is because that's what the British initially called it. They oh. then later called it football oh. after Those the fact. sons oh. of bitches. We call it soccer because of the British. What about oh. And then they're mad at us. Oh, you yeah. fucking Americans don't want to call it football. Yeah. Football exists, and it's better than football. Yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Fuck out of here. All right. I mean, I, I do agree uh, with them that our American football, it could be calling it football, is stupid, but it doesn't mean that they get automatic <laughs> right no. over it. No. Yeah. no. Yeah. I'm not calling a hand egg. Well, this has been yeah. another. Yeah. Um, I'm not calling it pigskin toss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This has been another fun episode. Um, definitely some good conversation. Always a great time hanging out with you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, for our listeners, um, please let us know what you think. Uh, I'm going to start randomly adding people to the Discord, so be ready for that. Um, yeah, yeah. If you guys if you guys liked this content, let us know. Yeah, because uh, we have no idea what to do. Yeah. <laughs> We're just We're doing things. Than, we are more than happy to uh, do more stuff like this. So, oh, yeah. Thank right, you, cool. and good night.